Next on BYU Sports Nation, calculating your confidence level for BYU football as they get set for Cal. The Cougars try and do something 34 years in the making. The travel-sized offensive lineman Braden Bakri will join us. What's gone into the run game this season and the origin of his last name? And to adequately celebrate Fashion Week, we identify the best and worst in BYU uniform fashion history. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Thursday, September 6th, wherever and however you're connected. Always great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYUSN retro fashion guru, Jerem Jordan. We're going to talk about fashion a little bit today. There have been some bad uniforms. There have been some good uniforms. I would say there have been more good than bad. Will Hammer Pants ever make a return to campus in Provo? Just walk through the Wilkinson Center right now, and I bet you'll find at least one there. <laughs> All kinds of fashion, man. Uh, yeah, you will find some interesting things uh, on any college interesting campus, people, for that too. matter. I think the people watching at BYU is really interesting. Ah, uh, yes, it's yeah. Fashion Week. Also, on a loaded edition of this Thursday show, Jerem goes one-on-one with Braden L. Bakri. Let's just say I fared better than the San Jose State kick returner. You came out alive. As did the San Jose State kick returner, surprisingly, (laughs) last year. That hits in 15 minutes. Hits, I get it. And it's just the stats. A Cal edition in 30 minutes. And don't forget, exciting changes at Lavelle Edwards Stadium under the microscope with a man who has really seen everything for what it is and can explain to all of you how it will affect your game day experience. His name is Casey Stoffer. And there's a clear bag policy now. You can't bring your backpack or your traditional bag. So we'll show you the, we'll show you the bag and uh, we'll explain why. I, I heard somebody or I saw somebody on Twitter ask. Okay, what Casey about will a, explain why. What yeah. about a clear fanny pack? Is that okay? <laughs> I think Jamal Williams has a clear fanny pack. Uh, a question for another day, perhaps. We now present today's top stories across BYU Sports Nation. The countdown to Cal is at two days. BYU football getting ready for their home opener against the Golden Bears this Saturday at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, 10.15 p.m. Eastern, 8.15 Mountain kickoff time. But coverage begins an hour and 15 minutes before that. Countdown to kickoff episode two for game two at 9 Eastern live on BYU TV this Saturday night. BYU football moves up 33 spots to number 49 in the USA Today's weekly ranking of all 130 FPS teams after the win against Arizona. So number 30 what in the 39 in the top 25? Top 25. Does that make <laughs> sense? And then number See number 49 in the top 130? That makes sense. All right. BYU football's season opening game in Tucson, get this, was the second most watched college football game and third most watched cable program on cable last Saturday night with 1.3 million viewers. That's a pretty good yeah. take for a very late game. On cable, not on network television, although those lines are being blurred. But that's huge, especially for how late that kick was. That was a... It was a 10.50 p.m. Eastern kick. Yeah, 1.3 million. Pretty good. So you're in prime time for 10 minutes on the East Coast. 
Uh, the women's soccer team plays at Utah tomorrow night. Listen to the game on BYU Radio and the app with pregame coverage starting at 8.30 Eastern time. They're coming off a 10-0 victory against Idaho State. 10-0. Wow. <laughs> that just seems fake. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. There is a decent argument that BYU's win at Arizona is top three in the best wins of eight years of BYU football independence. Following that win in Tucson, the Blue Goggle hot takes are, at least for some of you, maybe many of you, running rampant. So let's zoom out a bit and tackle our question of the day. Weigh in on Twitter, Instagram, and or Facebook. Jerem, you answer right now. How would you best describe your confidence level for BYU football going into game number two against Cal? Really high, and it's a combination of how BYU played and how Cal played. Okay, uh, Cal doesn't have an identity. There are three quarterbacks they played. Defensively, they do. It's that they pick off every pass, it feels like. They had four interceptions, Cal did, one of which was returned for a pick six. But that player, Cameron Good, as of Monday, was in a walking boot and a scooter. So who knows if he will play. 17 offensive points for the Golden Bears. 279 yards. That typically won't win you hardly any games, especially in the Pac-12. So... Cal's actually lucky that UNC had 13 players suspended for selling shoes. Otherwise, North Carolina probably wins that game, and that was a 3-9 and team last year. Sound familiar? Meanwhile, BYU, coming off a 4-9 season, goes on the road, Power 5 opponent, late kick, new offensive coordinator, dominates the line of scrimmage, goes up 28-10, Arizona gets back in the game a little bit, BYU wins. I'm way more confident that BYU is in a better position to win this game, and I'm really confident that BYU will win it. 10% of me is hesitant on this because it's like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's another Power 5 opponent. It's the only Power 5 opponent at home, by the way. Uh, the Cougars need to bring it, and then they could be 2-0, and oh, man. My bold prediction for the season during our preseason show, our spectacular, I think is what we called it. Well, the people need to determine whether it's spectacular. No, they don't. We can just call it spectacular. Homecoming spectacular. I will tell you if it's yeah, spectacular. Yeah, I, I know you will. Most of the time it is. I know you'll tell me, but we can still call it a spectacular if we want to. I think it's too ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> My bold prediction during that show was that BYU would start the season 2-0. and with this, with this caveat, I think it's going to be really, really difficult for BYU to pull off an upset at Arizona with that much juice for a Heisman candidate in Khalil Tate and Kevin Sumlin and still a in candidate. Tucson. Okay. Well, he didn't do himself any favors on Saturday night, did he? But I said, if BYU can pull that off, then they're going to beat Cal. So really, it comes down to the Arizona game. I feel like they have already taken care of the biggest task in the two-game to-do list. And they're coming home with a ton of juice. You know how I feel. I've been saying it now for months. If BYU pulls off an upset against Arizona, which they did, the sheer emotion and juju from that win will carry them to a home opening win at Cal. I feel very confident. Excuse me, home opening win against Cal. I feel very confident in BYU's mindset, their preparation. They've had all of their hard work for eight months now validated in a major way. They believe more so now than at any point last season, and the crowd, I think, is going to play a major factor, a wide-out crowd. Yeah, I'm really confident that BYU goes 2-0 and and creates some extra context going to Wisconsin. There'll be maybe five or six out of the top 25 at number 30 or 31 in the top 25, Jerem, as they go to Madison, Wisconsin. Saturday is BYU's home opener against the only Power 5 team in Provo this season, so that's a big deal, right? In the offseason, 
a photo emerged from the BYU locker room that had some stated goals on it, one of which was protect Lavelle's house. Winning at home certainly matters. Here's what Tanner Mangum said about it yesterday. Lavelle Stadium. It's always a great environment. Uh, it's always fun just being there in front of the home crowd, feeling that, that noise, the energy. And, um, and so I'm pumped. You know, I'm pumped to get out there this week. Uh, just, uh, you know, it's, it's the first home games. You know, it's, it's, just, it's, it's an exciting thing. And, um, you know, Saturday night, it's, it's going to be fun. So I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. What role does protecting Lavelle's house have in BYU having success this season? Well, again, going back to what we termed as success before BYU beat Arizona, I think the standard was set at the Cougars going to a bowl game and getting to at least six wins. That's kind of changed now because BYU has already uh, surprised a a bunch of us. And they won that game that they were an 11.5-point underdog in. So while that has changed, I still think success is going to be based on BYU getting to at least six wins and getting to a bowl game. And to do that, they probably need to go at least 5-1 and at home. So, yeah. If we're going to keep that success measurement in place of getting bowl eligible and getting to a bowl game, then BYU has to win, you would think, five of six games at home this season. It's a huge deal. plays a huge role. Protect your home turf. Go to a bowl game. Take the next step. BYU did not protect Lavelle's house last year. Two and four. In fact, in the first season in which Lavelle wasn't there to witness it, BYU went two and four. That was really disappointing, right? So it's a big deal. I'm with you. At least five of the wins for BYU will come at home, if not six. Like, I don't see at this point the way BYU played on Saturday. And again, we need more volume to really evaluate this, but we'll get more as we go. I don't see why BYU can't go six and oh at home. I don't see why they can't go 6-0 and at home, okay? Um, then you feel confident about BYU potentially getting Boise State and or Utah. And now you're talking about 8 or 9 wins, which is kind of crazy. I'm still, uh, the jury's still out. We still need to see BYU perform well and play. But if BYU beats Cal and is 2-0, and the Cougars are going 3-2 and in September. And that's going to be a tremendous accomplishment. Protect Lavelle's. House, and you have seen it on social media from these guys. I guarantee you Kalani, who loves Lavelle, has been pressing that on the guys. They have an image they've been sending out. If you are around, you need to get to this game. I know it's an 820 kick. Local, get to this game. This is a huge game for BYU. Help BYU protect Lavelle's house. One of the program pillars, if you will, that, uh, as you mentioned, are floating around social media that showed up in the BYU football offices. If BYU beats Cal... I think at worst, at worst, they go 5-1 and one at home. Cal is one of the two toughest opponents, maybe the toughest opponent that BYU will face in Provo this season. If BYU beats Arizona on the road, you would expect the Cougars to beat non-Power 5 opponents at home, not named Boise State, because they're on the road. Northern Illinois, Utah State, Hawaii, New Mexico State, McNeese State. Yeah, Hawaii's... You should win all of those. You should win all of those. Hawaii through two games, we think has a they formidable have a offense. offense. Yeah, defensively, no. Utah State looked good against Michigan State. Listen, if BYU doesn't turn it over like five-plus times, BYU will beat Utah State. Okay, They turned it over seven times, lost by 16 last year. Yeah, if BYU beats <laughs> Cal, a offense. there's a good chance that they can run the table at home. Which... And, there's, and there's your bowl game. Now, you already got Arizona. You're going to get UMass, in my opinion, so you're up to eight. Whoa. Wow, right? Whoa. The, the, key, Whoa. the key to the season is winning all the home games, or at least five. The key to success in life is all about fashion, right, Jerem? 
I don't agree, but continue. <laughs> I kid. I kid. It is Fashion Week in the state of Utah. Yep, it's a real thing. We didn't even who know. De- like, who declares that? Like, who's that this was an actual thing. I but declare apparently, Fashion Week. Apparently, it's real. So why not embrace it today in Studio B? Jerem, with the spotlight on BYU and BYU Athletics in Fashion Week, what is the best and worst in BYU fashion or uniforms? Okay, the best ever, to me, the best ever in BYU sports was the men's basketball team on February 26, 1998. In the pit, BYU had black uniforms. Oh, it looked good. Black uniforms. And guess what? BYU, first year of some guy named Steve Cleveland after a pathetic 96 or 95-96 season, right? Or 96-97. BYU beat New Mexico in the pit by 21, snapping some huge streak. They looked so good doing it in those black unis. I love the black unis. Greatest moment in BYU sports history with uniforms. Is it more about the uniforms or more about what BYU did in the pit that night? No, it's how they looked. And they won by 21 against New Mexico. <laughs> Take that, Kenny Thomas. Who was ranked, I think, in the top 15 at the time. They were. It was an unbelievable win. Yeah. Oh, hey, I, I totally forgot about that. That's a great poll. The black uniforms. That was the first time that I believe any BYU team had worn black uniforms in a contest that we know of. There was, was one documented. game against the Colorado School of Mines in 1939. Stop it. Stop it. The team wore black. All right. I'm going to rewind also in basketball, but to the powder blue uniforms, the retro throwbacks that BYU wore against Utah a few years back. The silver line. Oh, my goodness. In hoops. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, in basketball. Uh, we won't talk about the result of said that, game. That was an ode to, like, the 81 But team, they but. looked amazing. Yeah, yeah, this is the throwback with the lettering of the 1981 Danny Ainge magical season that had the Cougars end in the Elite Eight. I loved that look. And I wish that we could see it again. It was a one-time thing. And then have we, have we seen it again? Did they wear them again that season? I don't know. They may have worn them one more time, but I'm not sure. Like, where did those uniforms go? Love, love that look. The Center. They're with the dinosaur bones under the Lavelle Edwards Stadium, I guess. Okay. Uh, but I think we can agree on the worst uniforms of all time. This is pretty much consensus in <laughs> BYU sports history. The bibs of uh-huh, the 1999 uh-huh. BYU football season were the worst. They were... Uh, innovative by Nike. Uh, they were, it, it was an interesting idea. It lasted one season. Um, luckily, uh, Nike said many, many wonderful uniforms uh, since then. But 99 was not a shining moment. Uh, and the NC actually outlawed this look because it had the same color as the opponent <laughs> on the majority of the uniforms. So that's kind of an issue. Well, the tan trim. and Yeah, the tan trim. The bibs. I, like, just... I love when someone wears the tan trim to a game or something. I'm like, ah, yeah, that's retro, yeah. but not awesome. Uh, honorable mention for BYU football, 1996, when Nike debuted some outstanding uniforms with the drop shadow effect. For good or bad? Oh, good. Okay. Loved them. Love them. They had black trim on royal blue with the drop shadow. It was a brand new look for BYU football in 96, and we associate that with one of the greatest football seasons Yeah, they could have won ever for all I care. At BYU. Uh, they went 14-1. and one. Yeah. Oh, I, I loved them so much. They could have won the bibs, for goodness sake. Yeah. It was prominent Nike branding for the first time I felt in 1996. Really liked it. Our question of the day, believe it or not, not about fashion. <laughs> How would you best describe your confidence level in BYU football going into the Cal game? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. 
This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. At BYU for me, I saw the Cal against North Carolina game. It raised my hopes of a win over Arizona. Seeing BYU winning both sides of the line, a faster Kafusi, linebackers flying, Squally Canada having holes to run through, and he and the offensive line running over guys. I'm confident of a double-digit win. I feel, I feel the same. I think BYU is going to win this game by 10-plus. I'm not saying 17-plus, but 10-plus. Do yeah, that. don't go there. Continue don't to weigh in on there. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, what you can expect from Tanner Mangum based on historical trends in a brand-new Just the Stats. And we're one-on-one with a travel-sized offensive lineman. Technically, he's a fullback, but we'll call him whatever he wants if he continues to perform the way he has. Jerem Jordan, one-on-one with Braden L. Bakri. This is BYU Sports Nation. That means cheaper than the regular size. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The only place to watch the Cougars warm up for a game on television is Countdown to Kickoff. Join us on Saturday as the Cougars prepare for Cal live on BYU TV and the app at 9 Eastern Time. Back in Studio B, we are live with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. If you missed the show live, you can always download the podcast or watch the show by going to BYUSN.com. Basically, you can experience BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever, and however you want. Our question of the day, how would you best describe your confidence level in BYU football going into the Cal game? At Blue Goggles 1 on Twitter, BYU has another solid performance with the offensive line and doesn't turn the ball over like North Carolina. The Cougars should win this game. I don't see anything on Cal's end that scares me like the speed I saw on Arizona's team. Well, Cal just had four interceptions. One was a pick six, so I don't know. I think they they have a quality defense so far. North Carolina's not the best team, but four picks is four picks. Cal's got an amazing wide receiver, Vic Wharton Jr. But a couple who, guys. Who's the quarterback that can yeah. distribute the ball? They played two and then a third one a little bit. Hashtag. They, they don't know who they are yet. Hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. More of your responses on your confidence level for Cal on, again, on the social media platforms. All right, Jeremy, you had a chance. Uh, and this guy is not a first-class guy, according to the plane, but we think in life overall he's pretty much a first-class guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's a second-class citizen on the plane. <laughs> But first on the field. Brayden L. Bakri, BYU fullback or travel-sized lineman. Jerem Jordan, one-on-one, BYU Sports Nation, all access with the senior. All right, Brayden, congratulations on the win against Arizona. Uh, it was a really fun game. Monday, we talked to Austin Hoyt, and he told us that you call yourself a travel-sized offensive lineman. I absolutely love that. When did you figure that out? Um, I mean, I've been, I've been trying to you know, enter the old line room for a while now because, you know, I feel like all my jobs are exactly like theirs, but, you know, I just move around a lot more. So it's just, you know, little smaller alignment, six foot instead of six, eight, you know, moving around and still making blocks. But, you know, I, I love those guys and I just hope to, you know, be accepted by them. Are you accepted by them? Oh yeah. We're all buds. So it's a good time. Austin told us that you uh, go shooting with those guys and hang out. So it's not just on the field and in the meeting rooms it's literally off the field with them too right yeah for sure we always try to do stuff together and they're they're a fun bunch you know they like all the same things that i do so it just works really well now how does that mesh with your brother bracken who's a defensive lineman like do you have a similar mentality as him or is he kind of different because he's on the defensive line 
you know, he, he comes to all the same stuff as, you know, we do, and he goes shooting with us and everything. And, you know, if you don't forget, he was on offense last year, and he was a fullback too. So he was a travel size old lineman last year, so still fits in with the bunch. I'll be honest, I forgot. Uh, and it was the Albacri brothers at fullback? Did Were you ever in on the same play ever? Yeah, so uh, we actually scored a touchdown together where he opened up a hole and I went straight in. Which game? UNLV. UNLV. How cool was that moment to be on the field with your brother? Uh, it was the coolest thing ever, you know. Right after the touchdown, just big hug, you know. We had we had planned to do, like, some sweet bones, you know, elbow, chest bump and stuff, <laughs> but just the emotions took over and it was just, you know, ah, just big hugs. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. When you get into the end zone, and your first touchdown was 2016 to open the season, which would, like, surprise everyone. I think even the BYU fans was like, sorry, who is that? Um, what, what was it like to score that first touchdown against Arizona two years ago? Uh, it was it was amazing. You know, I was, like, trying my best to do everything I could to, you know, just play in a game and then, you know, block twice, block twice, and then they're like, you know what, we're running dive, and I was like, okay, nothing will stop me for those two yards. But, I mean, it was just awesome getting into the end zone, and it was a great atmosphere because we had so many of Cougar Nation travel, and I just love them for, you know, the noise and everything that they did to make that moment just spectacular. Then Saturday, you're in Tucson. It's hot. It's the season opener. It's Arizona again. And you guys played a really good game, especially blocking. How satisfied were you and the offensive line, the whole team, at how you guys played, especially on the line of scrimmage? I mean, there's always stuff to be corrected. And, you know, we came back and we worked on that this week. But overall, we had a blast just, you know, firing off the ball, doing our blocking schemes, you know, coming back into the huddle, laughing about, you know, who pancaked who or, you know, hey, you got to fit better on this one. Or, But, you know, everybody played really well. Brady did a great job on the backside at uh, left tackle. I was really, really excited about his play, and I'm excited to see what he can do further in the future. But, I mean, overall, MP, everybody, I mean, they just balled out, and it was way fun to see all that happen. Three touchdowns for Squally too and I mean you're in on those blocks every time uh what's what's it like for you to see you make your block and then you see Squally go right by into the end zone I mean it's exhilarating right me and Squally we've been we started together here you know four years I was blocking for him on scout team and everything and we just always had that a little bit of a chemistry and I love the dude to death and so every time I see him go in the end zone it's like yeah you know excited and whatnot and it was a little different this year because they changed the you know, the play clock rule after you score a touchdown it automatically starts. So you don't have as much time to hug and like, hurry, 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 get hurry. some chest yeah. bumps and all that. But you're just like, okay, Squally, great job. Let's go. <laughs> so, but it, it's, it's always awesome to see how good he does. So it goes back to 40? Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're in a hurry after you score now. Yeah, exactly. Before, you know, you had enough time to celebrate, cannons go off, you know, everybody's pumped up. But now it's score, get off the field, let them kick the field goal or the point after. We're talking with Braden Elbakri on BYU Sports Nation. How have you evolved as a fullback from when you showed up to now? Because I know Richie Incognito, I still don't know why he was at practice, but he was here a few weeks ago. He called you an NFL running back, so or, or a fullback. How have you evolved as a fullback? I mean, just throughout you know my time here, I've had a lot of different coaches who've taught me spectacular things and you know, I, I thank them all for what they've done to, you know, help me progress and everything, whether it's pad level or hands or same foot, same shoulder, you know, just the little things that, you know, a lot of people don't notice, but make a huge deal when you're actually going to the point of contact. And, you know, I just love all my coaches for everything they've taught me. Did you play fullback in high school and middle school or did this develop here? Um, so I played running back and fullback and then linebacker and a little bit of strong safety. So, I mean, I've played all around, but, you know, 
I've always been able to, you know, get a block and do a little bit of running, but mostly blocking because it's more fun. Did you have to put on weight for this position at BYU? Uh, yeah, when I got back from my mission, I was like 205, 210, you know, because before my mission, I was I was playing more uh, T, more tailback type stuff on scout team and whatnot. But then I came back and they're like, well, if you ever want to play here, you're going to have to put on some weight. So, you know, down the hatch and lift hard. I think that's good in the Elbakri gene. We can put on weight pretty good and pretty fast, so worked out. There are benefits in certain areas of life, right, to be able to put on weight? Exactly. Yeah. You know, some people always complain, I can't put on weight, and I'm always like, I don't know what you're talking about. You just got to eat a lot and lift heavy. <laughs> Those middle-of-the-night PB&Js, right? Yeah, yeah well, what you know, you do? more more of the middle-of-the-night protein shakes. Okay. I'm not a big peanut butter fan. No? Okay. No. You have to talk to my daughter. She she doesn't eat jelly with peanut butter jelly. I'm like, who doesn't like jelly? That's crazy. Um, you, you have a unique last name, and, and for those that don't know, we've chatted, but where does where does El Bakri come from? So my grandfather on my dad's side is from Baghdad, Iraq. So, I mean, the last name is translated from Arabic to English, and it's just a little different. You know, you don't see it a lot. But it's kind of cool. Makes me, you know, unique and stands out. And people are always like, "El Bakri, what is? Is that Spanish?" Because they see the L. But no, it's it's translated from Arabic, and it's you know awesome. And I'm glad to bear that name. And it's L Dash Bakri, right? Does it does it have a translation? Does it mean something? Um, I think it means like the fullback. <laughs> I wish <laughs> <laughs> the Bakri. No, um, I think it's like something of the morning, but I, I can't remember. Exactly. I'm going to have to look it back up or ask my grandpa. Yeah, let's say block of the morning or something. Okay. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, hard hit of the morning. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and let's end with this. Your thoughts on Cal. First home game, a lot of excitement. Uh, I guess what are you guys feeling and preparing for Saturday night? Um, we're just trying to prepare the best we can. Grimes really installs uh, a sense of urgency of always preparing, never taking you know any time or any moment off. I mean, even when we were in the hotel on the way to you know, leaving, he's like, keep preparing in your mind, keep going over what we're doing, always prepare, always prepare, always prepare. And I think that this week hasn't changed at all, even with classes starting. We know that, you know, Cal's a tough opponent and they have a really stout D-line and great linebackers. And, you know, they had four picks last week. So it's, it's going to be a fun game and I'm really excited. And one of our goals this year, you know, that Kalani set out for us was to pr- protect Lavelle's house. And I really think that everybody's taking that very seriously as one of our team goals. And we're going to come out and do the best that we can. Well, it should be a fun night. Thanks for the time. Yeah, dude, for sure. Did he just call you dude? Yeah, dude, for oh, sure. Oh, man, you guys are tight now. Cool, right? Like, in his in his lineage there, someone's from oh. Baghdad, Iraq? Like, Amazing. El Bakri? That's super yes, cool. I love that we have the El Bakri brothers playing for BYU football. Rackham's a starter on the D-line. Playing the huge way. roles for BYU football, both of them. I like Braden a lot. I think he's uh, really good. He needs to stay healthy because they had two guys in fall camp get hurt behind him so he's a huge part of the offense oh man if you need to see evidence of that just go back and watch what he yeah. did against arizona and you don't notice it i'm telling you watch number 35 yeah it's fun to watch coming up how has the game day experience at lavelle edward stadium improved this season there's lots of things and what's the chance squally canada rushes for over 100 yards against cal he hit 98 against arizona two more this is byu sports nation Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football continuing preparation for Cal this Saturday night. A whiteout home opener at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Yes, wear white if you're going to the game. Quarterback Tanner Mangum 
He has a few good memories playing in front of a wide-out crowd. Think Boise State 2015. But what does he think about the Cal defense? I mean, their defense really propelled them to, to a victory, creating turnovers. And, and, uh, and so, yeah, you know, watching them on film from, from last week and then all their games from last year, they, they, they play fast, they play tough, they give a lot of different looks. And uh, that's, that's something that we are preparing for all week. You know, we, we embrace that challenge, we, we relish it, and just, just like we do every week. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to a, to a good matchup. Coverage of the game begins with Countdown to Kickoff, Episode 2 of the 2018 season. 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain, live on BYU TV on Saturday. BYU football moves up 33 spots to number 49 in the USA Today's weekly ranking of all 130 FBS teams after the win against Arizona. BYU football season opening game in Tucson. Get this. Finished as the second most watched college football game on cable and third most watched cable program overall on Saturday with 1.3 million viewers. What was the other? House Hunters or something on HGTV? I wonder what it was. (laughs) The women's soccer team plays at Utah tomorrow night. Listen to the game on BYU Radio and the app with pregame coverage starting at 8.30 Eastern time. We began a new adventure with numbers last week. We'll continue it every week to help add context to the mathematical figures that matter most going into each BYU football game. As you know, the Cougars face Cal this Saturday, but what you don't know is it's the fifth time overall. Now, that much said, we're going to put hype, emotion, blue goggles, and opinions on the shelf for roughly the next 90 seconds because, Jerem, it's just the stats. Game number one is in the books. And while BYU may have gotten the win against Arizona, it now returns to Provo for another Pac-12 opponent, the California Golden Bears. BYU and Cal have played each other just four times before, in 1999, 2001, 2005, and 2014. While the Cougars had a different quarterback at the helm for each matchup, each game had one thing in common, a potent Cougar passing attack. In 1999, in their first meeting ever, BYU's Kevin Federick threw for 414 yards and four touchdowns. In 2001, Brandon Doman went 16 for 24 with 267 yards and tossed three touchdowns. In 2005, the two squads faced off in the Las Vegas Bowl. John Beck amassed 352 yards and three touchdown passes. Finally, in 2014, Christian Stewart threw for 433 yards and five touchdown passes, numbers no Cougar quarterback has surpassed since. Overall, Cougar quarterbacks averaged 9.9 yards per passing attempt and 15.6 yards per completion. In other words, BYU quarterbacks put up video game numbers against Cal. So while Tanner Manga may be coming off an impressive performance with 209 yards passing and one touchdown against Arizona, the numbers suggest we can expect even more from him this weekend against Cal. It's just the stats. And why stop the pseudo-math class happening on BYU Sports Nation right now? Let's focus in on percentages and play What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, What's the Chance? Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Ben Bagley is our math professor for this segment. Ben, take it away. I was never confused for a math professor. and never should be. <laughs> I think the last math class I took was a sophomore in high school. Embrace the role, Ben. All right, what's the chance Squally Canada rushes for over 100 yards on Saturday? Ooh, I give it a pretty high percentage, 75%. Um, I think 
Cal's defense uh, is better than Arizona's defense, perhaps in their ball hawking, but who knows on the ground. Uh, I think Squally Canada in that offensive line, yeah, 75% chance to get a honey. The thing that will work against Squally Canada this year in terms of getting big numbers is the balance that BYU's offense implements. There are a lot of different guys that carried the ball, a lot of guys, different guys that catch the ball. Yeah, 24 carries, I don't know. I, still. 24 is tw- a lot. Tw- 30 is a lot to me. 24 is 20, a solid. 20 is a, plus is a lot of carries for anybody. solid. Yeah. Okay. But still, I think I, I don't. That might, had eight. That, might be, that might be the season high for Squally. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. But he was plus 16 on the next guy. There was not the balance that you're inferring. <sighs> you're telling me there was not balance when eight different guys ran the ball and 10 guys caught a pass? Yes, but 24 of those carries came from one guy. <sighs> okay. There wasn't two guys okay. at 15. It was one with 24 and the next guy with eight. Okay, well, he ran 24 times and still didn't get to 100 yards. And when he runs for more than 24 times, I'm sure by two. Then, right there. then I think he'll get to 100 yards. I don't think it's going to happen this week because I think BYU has so many options and weapons on offense. Squally's going to have a nice game. I don't think it's going to be 100 yards. So I say really, though, 10% chance. 10% chance. Number two. What's the chance, speaking of that balance in 10 different recep- receivers on last Saturday, this Saturday, will eight or more Cougars have receptions? I'll go eighty uh, percent on this. I think BYU is still figuring out who the guys are, and I don't think there is a guy for this. There's not a Cody Hoffman. There's not an Austin Colley in this group. There, uh, if those guys are A's, there's a bunch of uh, kind of like A minus B plus guys that can get the job done for sure for BYU. One hundred percent chance that BYU has eight or more different players with a catch because the re- it's not just the receivers. The running backs catch the ball too. Swally Canada will catch a pass. Lopini Katoa will catch a pass. And They've got what, 10 against Arizona, I think. Two tight ends that will catch a pass. MLP and Matt Bushman, plus a bunch of different receivers. Yes, 100% chance BYU has eight or more guys catch a pass because of the balance that I was referencing earlier. Number three. Last one. What's the chance BYU begins the season? Two and oh. I'm feeling really good. 90%. I think BYU wins this game. I really do. Oh, I, I've already gone on record. 100%. BYU beat Arizona. They're not losing to Cal. And people are like, no, Spencer, don't give the other team bulletin board material. Cal doesn't care Hi, what Cal. I What are you think. doing watching this program when you should be preparing for the game? And even if they do care what I think, they're not using what I say as bulletin board material. They're like, some guy on BYU TV said that we Shocking. win. No, I think the emotion, the sheer emotion of what BYU just pulled off and the validation of eight months of hard work, knowing that they're going to come to an, oh, just a absolutely lit up Lavelle Edwards Stadium on Saturday night with fans that are really excited. I, I think that's going to carry the Cougars. 100% chance BYU beats California. All right. And here's the thing, Jerem, about this. <laughs> BYU's opening the season against back-to-back Power 5 opponents, right? I am well aware. Uh Uh-huh. This will make the 15th time in the last 40 years that BYU has opened up a season against back-to-back Power 5 opponents, which takes us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 40 years ago, since 1978, only one time has BYU started against two Power 5 teams to begin and won both of those games. The year? 1984. Mm, That was a good book. At Pittsburgh, home to Baylor. One time, 
in the previous 14 tries, BYU trying to go two for 15 by beating Cal on Saturday night in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. You have to play the right power fives. Like if BYU had Wisconsin or Washington in the first two, it's a different story, right? But you have Arizona and you have Cal. BYU's going 2-0. And they're doing what was the best realistic case scenario, which is go 2-0 and then 3-2 and in September. I'm excited. Let's man. do it. All right, uh, speaking of uh, looking good in 1984, uh-huh, uh-huh. I like your shirt, dude. Oh, thank you. latest BYU store uh, swag you can get right now. Yes, you know my fashion style. It is fashion week, right? <laughs> I think I know your fashion style. thought I'd uh, bust out a brand new BYU shirt today. Yeah, my fashion is, at this point, probably 85% BYU gear. That's not an exaggeration. Uh, and it typically comes from the official outfitter of BYU fans yeah, everywhere. Go get it. Go to the, the store. BYU store. Go to BYUstore.com. The shirt I'm get wearing the swag, man. has a reflective logo on it. And so I kind of want so to. So you see. can uh, jog at night yeah. with it. Well, I kind of want to see be those safe. about. Like, it's actually pretty cool. Legally, I can't <laughs> say that. But I just want to make sure I cover my dress. There. <laughs> yes, the brand new <laughs> Nike game day collection available at the BYU store, including this. Uh, I'm going to call this Navy ish. Uh, well, it's BYU, but yeah. I don't know what color. I mean, it's blue, but it's yeah, yeah. it's a unique design with Figure a it out later. logo. Okay. Coming up, a former Cougar helps usher in the NFL season tonight. A brand new game day app is about to improve everyone's Lavelle Edwards Stadium experience. Totally. What can you expect with the new tech on Saturday? The clear bag connoisseur, Casey Stoffer from BYU Athletic Marketing, will join us next to explain it all. This is BYU Sports Nation. I'm stoked for that app. I can order a Cougar channel in here. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Fresh off a 10-0 win, the women's soccer team plays the team up north <laughs> tomorrow on BYU Radio and, and the app. Listen to pregame coverage starting at 8.30 Eastern. I expect at least half that many goals. When you say 10-0 win, I automatically think, oh, football shutout. Maybe a baseball game. Not soccer. <laughs> yeah. Soccer is, that's insane. And it's just mean. <laughs> oh, all right, there are changes of brewing for the home crowd and the home game experience at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And to help us preview all of it is Casey Stoffer, the corporate sponsorships general manager. This guy does an amazing job marketing all things BYU. Casey, welcome to Studio B for your debut. Thank oh. you, guys. Glad to be here. Okay, let's. That jacket is incredible. Thank Unfortunately, you. Unfortunately, it's not on sale, right? It is not. Okay, that's the next level stuff. <laughs> it's Let's a custom. Ch- we'll chat later. Yeah. Hashtag Fashion Week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Fashion Week. You know yeah. Somebody take a picture of that and send it out with the hashtag Fashion Week, hashtag BYU. <laughs> yeah, a lot of jealousy is abounding. Okay, Casey, I just read your title, Corporate Sponsorships General Manager. Yeah. Um, from your perspective, in your own shoes, how would you define your role and responsibilities in this job? So my role simply revolves around cultivating, developing relationships with corporations, uh, people who want to uh, be a sponsor at BYU and attach to the brand of BYU and uh, use our, uh, our avenues, our fan base to um, establish you know, connections with our fans and represent their brand here at BYU. So that goes from the stadium, social media, um, broadcast, radio, uh, it, fan experience. There's a lot that goes into that. And there's a lot that's going into the fan experience at LaBelle Edwards Stadium. So let's dive into kind of what's new there. Where do we even start? Okay. Well, so beginning this year, we're launching a pervasive Wi-Fi system in the stadium. So uh, we're very excited about that. It's been a few years in the making. Uh, a, a lot of <laughs> No, seriously. It has been. Time, yeah, right? it has been. We, we, we've done a lot of 
consultation, a lot of meetings, a lot of off-site visits. Went to Levi Stadium a couple times. We've been to the Patriots Stadium. Uh, we've been to Baylor, uh, all over, just to kind of see how it's done. And we have a really, really good system in our in our stadium, and we're proud of it. So uh, it, it'll be kind of a teary moment for me uh, when the ball goes in the air yeah. Saturday. The ball's in the air, and I've got service. And I can yeah. connect I can, to I can Twitter. tweet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's really dusty out here. Yeah. Speaking, so. speaking of Twitter, there's a social media board as well. People have seen this in the Marriott Center, but this one's a little different. Right. And we started with the social media board concept actually with women's soccer a few years ago uh, as a proof of concept. And what we realized is if we engaged our fan base while they're there at the game, we could extend our reach out into our fan base So, uh, or Cougar Nation. So what we learned was with soccer, we averaged about one to two million in our reach just with soccer with wow. women's soccer and, and typically we were the number one trend in that time slot while women's soccer was playing so we said well what could we do if we put it in basketball so then we hung a board up in basketball and now we're ready to roll with football so we we installed an eight foot tall by 282 foot long led board on the east side of the stands and we'll fire that thing up on saturday and We'll engage our fan base. There'll be a lot of different things on there. So use the hashtag GoCougs. Um, we'll, we'll be delivering Cokes to people's uh, uh, seats if you use that hashtag. And a couple other things that'll be fun to engage the fan base while they're there at the stadium. Casey, nice. I was really hoping it would be 9 feet tall and 284 feet long. Yeah, unfortunately, it's just a little shorter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, just the color schemes, the tweets, the social interaction, it's, it's going to be uh, really exciting. Yeah. I mean, how is the power of the brand right now? It's still strong. Uh, the power of the brand is, is still very strong. We, we have a lot of uh, fantastic corporate partners. And, and one of the things that we've learned is many of our sponsors aren't in it for the short run. They believe in BYU. They believe in uh, the athletic program. And they believe in the overall mission of what we're trying to accomplish. And so a lot of times um, it's not just a, a one-year Agreement. We have multi-year agreements with our sponsors, and, and so they weather the storm with us. They're they're in it, come rain or shine, uh, rain or snow. So, what was the feedback like after the win at Arizona? Uh, elated. <laughs> Understandably, no, that was everybody, right? Understandably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, tell us about the game day app. There's a lot of cool yeah. nuances to this brand new app. If yep. you're in the stadium, right? Yep. So we have been uh, working on this game day app for the last two years and have been uh, testing it on a private network uh, that we installed just with a, a couple hundred testers. And uh, so that the the crux of what the game day app will do will provide you instant replays on demand. Um, it will uh, provide you full stats uh, uh, that you can look through at any point in time and, and not have to be just looking at the stats that are shown up on the boards. Uh, you have the ability to uh, listen to the radio, uh, the, the call on the radio. Uh, you have in-game um, uh, Excuse me, the the food delivery. Yeah. Or it's, excuse me, well, not food delivery. There's uh, you can order there's express. It, right? Yeah, you yeah. order you order your food, and then you go get it. Go to an express line. Yeah. There's two express pickups uh, in the stadium, the north uh, northeast corner and the southwest corner of the stadium. And so you just order your food, pick up time, oh, walk man. in, and walk out. Convenience. I, I love it. When when I was 16, I volunteered to help at the game, and I would physically go pass stats out to people in the, in the West Stands. Yep. So how, how archaic is that? Um, this is great. This is yeah. great. And that's going to be a huge upgrade for... It will be, for the fan experience. On-demand high, replays, too. Right. Like, 
hey, why didn't we sh-? just watch the one you want? Right. On your exactly. Phone. Awesome. Throughout the entire game, you go back. It, it it'll have it by quarter, and so you can see which replay you want and enjoy it there. Now, the important thing is this is the uh, in-game app for those at the stadium. Yes, you can't access this outside the stadium, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. How do you manage that? I mean, just techno- te- technologically, that sounds kind of like pretty crazy, but how, how do you manage it for just those? The delegation, Spencer. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, many okay. people with more degrees than I have uh, <laughs> that, that speak in a language I don't understand. <laughs> um, th- this stand in from uh, Tyson Hutchins and Stuart Call. Um, Hey, can, Jeremy and Spencer, can you distract Casey for a minute so I can come over and steal that jacket? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> here, Casey, I've got a bag here that you yeah, can put yeah, it in. Yeah, I'll put the yeah. bag. I'll put yeah. my Let's talk about the clear bag. bag okay? yes. This is a thing that's in more places, more now, and now it's at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So talk a little bit about the bag. So this is a policy that's not uncommon. Uh, if you look around, uh, many, if not all, of the professional teams are doing this now. Uh, many of the colleges are doing it now. Uh, it's just uh, it's an important part of keeping the fans safe uh, while they're there and being able to make sure that uh, from a security standpoint, we know what's at the stadium and uh, are able to quickly identify any potential issues that, that may arise. So uh, from a clear bag policy, uh, we're not there's no limit to what people have been able to bring in from like last year to this year. It's just the bag that you bring it in. How do people get the bag? So we will have it in the parking lots as people come in. Events management are going to have people out in the parking lots okay. making sure that people either have a bag or uh, understand the policy so that they're not getting to the gates and then saying, oh, wait, now I've got to go back to my car. Right, right. Um, that we've also sent out with season tickets, clear bags. And you can also purchase at the BYU store clear bags there. Gotcha. Wow, what an effort, man. Congratulations to you and your team on uh, organizing all this. Thank like, you. It's a lot of people and, and that went into Saturday, it. Yeah, yeah thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. It's a we big should, day, right? We should it is. give Casey some BYU Sports Nation Yeah, the, the, the yeah, whole yeah. corporate sales staff, <laughs> all the marketing people, yeah. Tyson and, and Stu, who won't get the, the jacket, uh, they need it too. Yeah, yeah. Depends on how they do on the social media. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. You'll think, you'll think about uh, helping them out with some custom gear. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Casey, great to talk to you, man. Thanks so much. Thank Thanks. you. Enjoy Saturday. It's going to be a great day. Yeah. Absolutely. Coming up, BYU football is climbing the rankings. At least this one we'll show you. Uh, plus an elite voice of the day, Jerem, that in every sense of the term is truly elite. Really? This is BYU Sports Nation. Uh, I'll make that call. <laughs> What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Shout out to today's guests, Braden L. Bakri and Casey Stoffer. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast. You can always watch it. BYUSN.com, full episodes on demand. We're, we ran out of time for Dennis Pitta, so let's whip it. Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU and Cal tangle Saturday night. Watch Countdown to Kickoff 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Since last week's win, the Cougars have jumped 33 spots up to number 49. In the USA Today's listing of all 130 teams. BYU football season opening game in Tucson. Finished as the second most watched college football game on cable. Third most watched cable program overall last Saturday night. Again, 1.3 million viewers. Soccer. I think it was a rear of Better Call Saul. Women's soccer travels to Salt Lake City to face the team up north tomorrow night. Coverage on BYU Radio begins at 8.30 Eastern time. Volleyball. Third ranked BYU. 
off to the Marquette Invitational in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Tomorrow night, the Cougars will play 10th-ranked USC, another top-tier Pac-12 opponent, in the morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, and then BYU will take on Syracuse at 6 p.m. Eastern the same day, two for one, tomorrow night. Today's rise and shout. Jeremy, I want to give it to a man named Ralph Russo. He's been on the program before. Yes, he has. College football writer for the Associated Press. He had a hot take yesterday saying that after the poll came out in week one, BYU 14 spots out, received three votes, so 39th. He said the Cougars should be in the top 25. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> uh, I would also like to add Casey Stoffer and his crew to that. I think those changes are are uh, awesome to have Wi-Fi and a game day app and all, all this stuff. Just the social media interaction Fantastic. available in-game. You can you can listen to Greg Rebell's call. Like The, yeah. wi- the Wi-Fi upgrade is going to make such an, a huge impact. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I love it. I love it. Uh, shout out to all those guys. It's a huge team and a huge effort. Our question of the day, how would you best describe your confidence level for BYU football going into game number two against Cal? Okay. Uh, let's go with, uh, actually, you know what? Let's go with uh, the uniforms, Jerem. Okay. We we set out a pseudo Twitter question. Okay. An alternative. The best fashion in terms of uniforms for BYU. At Ames Flames tweets in, Jimmer Fredette's giant shorts in 2011. I know those were sweet back then, but no. They tainted his epic Sports Illustrated cover. False, nothing tainted <laughs> the Sports you Illustrated cover. can't taint that Jimmer. cover. Really? Wow, that's a strong opinion on the Come long, on. baggy basketball shorts. Get off my lawn? Question okay. Our elite voice of the day answers the confidence question about going into Cal. At Jake R. Kemp. I'd say I'm Jimmer, another Jimmer reference, dancing at a wedding confident, but not Jimmer from half court against Utah confident. I feel you. Conversation <laughs> continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSA. For Jeremiah I'm Spencer. Shout out to BYU Athletic Hall of Fame inductee this year, Johnny Harleen. Go Coops.